Hello, and welcome to the Business as a Christian podcast. We understand that many Christian business owners, managers, and leaders have to balance the elements of their faith, the demands of their business. Simon struggled with this for years and has been led to share his stories and those of his guests with as many people as he can reach. We hope you enjoy the podcast. And now, here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Business as a Christian podcast. Today, I'm joined by Stephen Pemberton, and Stephen was a guest listener on one of my other podcasts, the Business Success and Coffee podcast, and we shared some great business tips, and it was through that conversation that he and I came to a discussion about our faith as Christians. And I want to share just one thing before I introduce uh, Stephen Morf, uh, and let him say a little bit about himself. Because I always ask at the end of that podcast, if you were to have a coffee in a dream location and you could meet somebody that you could have a dream conversation with, who would that conversation be with? And Stephen's answer was the first answer in 200 episodes. And I've had plenty of people who have you know, been Christians, have been ministers, etc., Stephen said, I would love a conversation with Jesus. And that's what led us to today's podcast episode. So welcome to today's podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I'm excited to see what God does through this. Yeah, absolutely. And it starts as well, because we're going to make this the video of this part of the podcast as well. So if you're listening to it on, on audio, there is a video version of this as well. And the video version is quite important for me because of what image is behind you. And again, this was part of the conversation we had. I think it was probably after the podcast finished, wasn't it, Stephen? Because you've got quite a special image on the wall that's behind you that also intrigued me. Tell tell the listeners on, describe for those listening a little bit about the image and what it means to you that's behind you. So what's fascinating, before I get into the image, is mm. we actually did discuss the image behind me on the original podcast. Okay. But yeah. what's very interesting is I'm going to actually fully discuss what it is because then I was much more ambiguous with its with its understanding. So this, yeah. we're going to get into the details. Okay, so great. For those of you listening, there is a picture behind me that actually has a lion's head on it. And the way I have it set up is you can just see the lion's eyes over my head. Correct. But actually behind it that most people can't see is there is a lamb as well. And because of the way that the picture is created, it in the video, you may not be able to see it, but there's actually a cross that goes mm -hmm. over the lion and the lamb. And the reason why the lion is there is back in October. So right now I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and there's a reason for that too. Mm -hmm. But when we came to Tulsa, Oklahoma to be a part of a Christian conference that was here, so that's already where the wording changes. So now it's going to completely deviate into where the story really comes from. At this conference, it was it sold out in seven minutes. We weren't able to get tickets, but we were blessed the week before somebody gave us tickets to be able to come. Right. So we come fully expecting to see what God's going to do, how he's going to move. And on the very last day of the conference, they had this moment where you could just soak and pray. And right as that was ending, there was Carrie Job and Cody Carnes was singing The Blessing. And then the main pastor came out, and when he came out on stage, his name is Pastor Michael Todd. When he came out onto the stage, he started speaking, and I said, okay, this is awesome, I'm praying. And then he says, hey, my brother in the green hat. And immediately the Holy Spirit said, that's you. And yeah. so I opened my eyes, and he's looking at me, I'm looking at him. And he says, and I said, yeah, that's me. And 
he said, and he starts giving me this prophetic word over my life about where I'm going, about who God is calling me to be. And one of the, the most substantial parts of that was you're going to be a voice like a lion to this generation. Hence the, the lion behind me. And because I, I bought into it. And what was incredible about that was he didn't do that to anyone else. I was the only person who got called out in front of 4,000 people. He asked everyone that was near me to put their hands on me, everyone who wasn't near me to, to extend their hands towards me and to pray over me. So in a moment, I went from unseen to seen by 4,000 people. And it was a moment that you don't just get to walk away from and be the same. I actually have it as a wallpaper on the on my phone. So anytime I, I start forgetting who I am, I can just open my phone and see it. And then it's also right behind me for me to see it. Whenever I'm on calls, whenever I'm on podcasts, I see it in the background behind me and it reminds me this is why i'm here yeah and and that's something you know i mean i think you know everyone listening to this is saying praise jesus right now because you know that moment that you have you know i've i've been in in church you know locally where i live it's a very small church it's a very old church it's been around since the doomsday book you know 1100 and something you know, it's ancient um and you know i've sat there and you know, it's just like the vicar, as we call them here in the Church of England, has been talking just to me. You know, mm. And you know that God is talking to you through the Holy Spirit, through that direction. Uh, but in this instance, to actually be singled out by the, the pastor as well, you know, that's when you know. Because you know, sometimes we question that, don't we? I know in our business, when mm. we talk about you know, business as a Christian, sometimes you think, is this God talking to me? You know, is this God's word? You know, and, and discerning what God is trying to say to us is, yeah, I find very, very difficult. You know, mm -hmm. very, very difficult. And I'm reading a book at the moment on how to hear God's voice more clearly. Uh, but when somebody picks you out like that, I mean, that is a real blessing because you know there is no confusion here. The, the guy in the no. green hat—that's that's that's you. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I I love that story. If you don't mind me sharing just a little mm. more, because there was. What was beautiful about it, because when you talk about the prophetic and speaking into someone's life, is it should be confirmation or affirmation of something you've already had a discussion with God about. This was not something that I've never heard before, and I was blown away, and it just made me feel good. This is what God and I have been having dialogue on for months. This is what he'd been speaking to me about in the dark for months, even though my life did not look anything like it, as if that word would come to pass. There was nothing that was happening in my life that made sense for that to be said. And so, but he, but the Lord kept telling me, this is who you are. This is where you're going. This is who I've made you to be. And I went, okay, this is great, but maybe I'm just making it up. Yeah. There may be somebody listening to this where you feel like God is talking to you, but then there's days you look at your reality and you go, maybe I'm just making it up. <laughs> but I promise you that there will come a time and a place where there'll be an affirmation or a confirmation that will remind you that, no, that was God. That wasn't just your uh, good ideals or maybe the bad tacos from last Tuesday. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, you, when you and I had this conversation, you know, I mentioned that my coach uh, was a, and still is a, a pastor uh, in, in the States. And, you know, I asked him about bringing my Christian faith into my business coaching business. And he said, no, don't do that. It's not right for you now. And you know, there's a message that God has been given me and I, I now know it was clearly you know, words directly from God because it's the same message and it has been the same message for 10 years. Wow. But I knew that the timing wasn't right. And God mm. was saying, you need to do this.
we need to find the time that's right and we need to find the vehicle in which to make the most of this. Now, if I'd have done it when Eric and I first spoke, I'd have been talking about this with one or two people. Yeah, because of the, the other podcast and the people that God has brought as guests onto that podcast, you, Stephen, for example, yeah, I've now got 2025 guests lined up for this particular podcast who are Christians who want to talk about their journey of business and faith. Ten years ago, it would have been one or two people. So, you know, we sometimes we we have to hear God's word, don't we? But it's very frustrating as business owners that we have to do it in God's time because as business owners, mm -hmm. we want to do it in our time and we want to mm -hmm. do it quickly, don't we? But very often God is saying, no, now is not the right time as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great story. And thanks for sharing that. Incredible. Absolutely. So what is something that you would like to share from the past week? You know, something that you are grateful for. Uh, anything at all that you'd like to share with the listeners today? Oh, I will share one from yesterday. So okay. I'm a pretty transparent person. I talk about things that are happening in my life yesterday like this happened yep. about this time yesterday so i'd been for the last couple of weeks having these bouts with it felt as if i was completely out of alignment where the person that i am now and the person that i used to be were in conflict and mm -hmm. it had actually caused me to have severe chest pains it had caused high blood pressure that i was i was having sleepless nights there was a lot of things in my life that just didn't seem to make sense. And yesterday, my wife and I came home from working out at the gym and we were in our bedroom and I was sitting on the floor and she was sitting on the bed and we're having a conversation. And she says, why do you believe that you feel this way? Why do you believe that you feel out of alignment? And I said, I believe there is a duality happening where the person that I am and the person who I used to be are fighting. And she asked, why is that? And I just broke down into tears because the Holy Spirit showed me a four-year-old kid who really wanted to be friends with people in his preschool class, and he got made fun of. So what that forced him to do was go and hide behind a bookshelf and read books and be alone. And even though he truly wanted community, he truly wanted to speak. He had a voice, but it got silenced. And that four-year-old Stephen had been hiding inside there crying out for attention for 25 years. And I had never given a voice to him. He had never had one. Because for the longest time, I've always called myself an introvert. I've always said that I'm better alone. I don't need a community. But yet there's been a longing for community my entire life. So there's that duality I didn't understand. But yesterday, there was clarity that I actually am not an introvert. I am an, I'm actually an extrovert who was forced to be an introvert because of fear and because of the social pressures that was put on him as a young child. And... I was never given a voice at that time. So once I gave him a voice, there was freedom. And what was beautiful about that is I feel so much different physically. Yes, you can talk about spiritually. I feel much more in alignment now. But physically, I haven't had the chest pains ever since that conversation. My blood pressure has been lower. I slept great last night. There's things that happen just from giving a voice back to myself, my four-year-old self. Yeah. And yeah, an introvert does not represent the image that's behind you of a voice of a lion, does it? Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think the thing for me, as you were talking there, is that it's that sharpening, it's that forging that four-year-old. 
and that experience that has turned you into the person's day and very often we don't recognize that and you know it we never know what god's plans are for us even at such a young age as well you know and i look at some pretty awful situations in my life when you really do think you know why why me you know and i've gone through some pretty awful things you know fairly recently as well and you just have to i think it's very easy now to look back and say it's because it's god's will you know god is making me stronger because of this uh, it's hard to accept in the early stages of our faith and many people listening to this will probably be thinking yeah you know i'm really struggling with this right now you know their business might be really struggling and they think you know why you know why is this being attacked you know sometimes it's the enemy but sometimes it's the the lessons we have to go in that forging to make us ready for what god's will actually is for us isn't it but it it can be very hard when we're going through it to accept it and embrace it as well Absolutely. I think of, especially if we're talking about business and being a, a, a Christian in business, is this is where I've found being a Christian myself is we sometimes give the enemy, we give the give Satan a little bit too much credit, yeah. where we think that every <laughs> single storm is from the enemy. But if we look at biblical truth, where Jesus told them, hey, go out ahead of me over the Sea of Galilee, I'm going to go away and pray after the feeding of the 5,000. This is the story of Jesus walking on the water. If you read it in John, it says that they were in a gale. A gale is a storm. But who sent them into the storm? God. Yeah. Yeah. Not the enemy. It didn't say that the enemy stirred up a storm. Jesus sent them in the storm. And Jesus came, walked on the water. We get the story of Peter walking on the water. And we could be here all day just diagnosing that one story. But just think about that. And then if you go back even further, there was a time where they were in the boat with Jesus over going across the same sea waters rushing in jesus is asleep and i found myself in this in this story yesterday where i'd think oh wow look at the israelites they have or the disciples they have no faith but there's times where i'll be in the storms of my life the trials that i've been walking through the last couple weeks and and i'll be sitting there trying to shake god like god what are you doing do you not see what i'm going through do you not feel what i'm going through i can't believe you're just over here it feels like you're asleep it feels like you're not even in the situation and all he does is get up and say oh you have little faith and then he speaks to the wind and the waves and it calms them. All it took was a 30 minute conversation with my wife to get rid of two weeks of stress and things of walkthrough because of Holy Spirit discernment. Does that mean he wasn't there and he was on a potty break and he had just come back at that time? No. No. Sometimes you have to walk through those seasons of your life and those storms of your life to build the character you need to push forward. That's even what Paul talks about. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it, I think it's really important to reflect on the lamb that's behind you as well because you know the the shepherd very often has to take the the sheep and the lambs through dangerous territory to get to mm. the the greener pastures and you know we don't just get transported from one green pasture to another green pasture you know we've got to go on a journey we've got to go through the valley but the shepherd has our back and mm, that's so you know, good we we can accept that in our in our faith and in our church life but I, I think you're right. I think we do give Satan too much credit. And I think we give everything around us as an environment. You know, it's bad luck. You know, mm-hmm. somebody's got it in for us. You know, we're very good at blaming the, the world for what is actually making us stronger. And, you know, we know as Christians that God will never give us anything that will destroy us. It will only make us stronger. And but that feels really difficult to to do that sometimes, doesn't it? You know, very, very difficult. 
Absolutely. I, I know that speaking from experience with this business that we're in now, everything was easier in e-commerce. We got blessed with a business that turned into a million dollar business that God showed us the way to do it. Then he told us to shut it down in March of 2022. And we've been in this business ever since. And this business was not like the last one. It's not as if we're making a million dollars again. It has been a struggle. And there's been so many times that over the past few months, I go, God, what are you doing? You've brought us here. You brought us to a new place. You're doing something new, but it feels painful. And this is the thing. If you read John one, where it talks about the building of your faith, the endurance, the building of the endurance. And I just sit there and I think about that is these are the times where the, the character that we need to get to where we want to go and to get to where God is truly leading us to is built. It's not built in the times when, as David said, that you lie down in green pastures. I don't I don't know if I've really built any muscle through laying in bed and sleeping. <laughs> no, definitely no. It's no. by being, being in those situations that are harder for me, that I'm having to push through hard things that has built what I need for the next season. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. Uh, you said about, you know, you've never built muscle. You know, I remember um, one, one of my goals when I was 40 was to be fitter at 50 than I was at 40. Okay. Uh, and I've had a bad back for 20 years and I never put it into God's hands. I always put it into mm. man's hands. And because of that, I had treatment for my bad back for 20 years. I've got a whole shelf full of MRI scans, x-rays, bills, health insurance. And I did eventually put it into God's hands and it wasn't my back. It was my hip. And I ended up at 50 years old having my left hip replaced. And I went to the front of a church. I asked for healing uh, people prayed for me and my hip within two months had been replaced uh, wow. through the miracles of, of medicine and the, the mm -hmm. knowledge that God has given people to do that. And by the time I got to the end of my 50th year, I was far, far healthier, fitter, more mobile than I was at 40. And God wow. answered that prayer. Uh, didn't feel very good at the time when I was having the hip operated on. I guess it didn't go very well. But I, I mentioned that story because they broke my hip when they were operating on it because there was so mm -hmm. much arthritis. It turned out uh, that I got 40 years of arthritis on the hip because I'd fractured it as a child, as an infant. Wow. Uh, and they said, you've got the arthritis of an 80-year-old. And they, you know, God got it fixed just in time. You know, with my life, God is very good at doing things last minute. Uh, mm -hmm. And he said, you know, if it hadn't have been replaced now, we probably wouldn't have been able to replace it. Wow. Because it was so arthritic and they broke it while they were operating on it. But I lay in bed just for four weeks and I was unable to get out of bed. And the muscle that I lost, the strength that I lost in that, in all my lower half was incredible. And it's not just the muscle we don't, gain it's the muscle we lose by lying oh, still so good you know, yeah we we have to keep moving we have to keep moving in our faith and our journey we've got because if we don't not only do we not expand but we lose so much of what we've gained as well don't we yeah and, and the muscle just drops off the gains just we just lose them so i think mm -hmm. that, yeah i think that's a that's a great story um i want to ask it we've we've skipped over a couple of questions that were on my list already um but as I was thinking about this podcast and I was praying over it before we started and I opened my Bible and I was searching for a, a reading 
to refer to. And I came across, and, and I love this Bible, by the way. So one of my uh, aunties married a, a Baptist minister. And he gave me his Bible, which I love it because it's got a very flexible cover. And it's big mm. text, which has been very useful in later <laughs> years. Um, but Matthew 6, and it's verse 8, um, was the verse that uh, I, I came to. And it said, Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. And that ties in really, really well with... The next question, because the next question I, I want to ask people in this podcast series is what or how did you do anything differently as a Christian? Because I think in business, we very often try to be like everybody else. And that's mm -hmm. why I think Matthew chapter six, verse eight, you know, do not be like them. And in business, I think we have that's a very strong thing to ask us as Christians. Mm -hmm. We have to be different in business. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so what have you done differently as a Christian uh, or how have you done things differently as, as a Christian in business? There is quite a few examples, but I will list two to right, start. Right. One is when I when the Lord had told me to quit my job in 2020 and I came home and then the business that we had got shut down and then we were able to pivot into this other business. When that happened, that was scary. Because we had no income, we were eighty-five. Well, we we're almost a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and then he blesses us with a business that pays the bills. We're able to help kids have Christmas, make a million dollars. It's like all these things are happening. I go to Disney World and Disneyland. I, we're traveling all yeah. across the United States. We've delegated out all, all of our tasks, so we get to just enjoy life. Until God said, "Hey, it's time for you to shut that down." <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the that's one of those things that it's it, I didn't understand. But if I wasn't a Christian, I would have just kept going down that path. And I don't know where that path would have led. It could have led me yeah. to destruction. It could have led my family to where we're not here at this moment. There's so many things that could have happened. And I'm thankful that they didn't. But he, hearing him and in, in my gut, I was hoping, okay, Lord, if I bring this to you, maybe it'll be Abraham Isaac where you, you'll tell me to do it at the last second, send a sacrifice. So I won't have to sacrifice to this, but it didn't go that way. So that's a big one is listening to him in business, A, got us a business, and then B, got us out of a business. And in the short term, and again, short term is very relative. Short term for some people is 30 minutes. Short, short term for some people is years. 10 years, yeah. And yeah, so when I think of in the short term, it has not been glory to glory, as we would say. Yeah. It has not been elevation to elevation, but what it has done is it's elevated me spiritually, which leads me to point number two. And the biggest point when, I, when I'm talking about this business and for business owners in general that are Christians is you don't have to label yourself a Christian business owner or a kingdom led entrepreneur to be that in your business and to be that in your sphere of influence. And you can actually build a company that functions like the kingdom. And it starts with how you love people. Because even as Jesus said, the two greatest commandments is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And number two is to love others as you love yourself. So when you begin to look at those things, when I go in and I make connections with people, I when I get on calls, when I get on what people would call a sales call, I'm there to add value. I'm there to love on that person. And at the end of the call, I'm there to give them what they need to move forward. I give them the parameters of how we could work together for us to help expedite their success, but I also give them options in case they don't feel comfortable. 
because at the end of the day, it's not about how can I look at these people as transactions is how can I look at these people as people and leave it all in God's hands that the results are his. Because I used to be that that hard nosed, uh, almost used car salesman back in the day where I would push people to to do a close to get a sale because it made me feel good or it was for the company I was working with. But that's not truly loving people. Because at that time, I was working for a company on the side that had a terrible product, and I knew it. But I was still pushing people to buy it because I wanted to make more money, or I wanted them to tell me I did a good job. So that's not in alignment with who we're called to be as Christians. We're called to love on people. And when you do that, it actually, you're going to be able to generate a network that's much stronger. You're going to generate people who they want to work with you and be with you because of how they how they see you and how they perceive you. Yeah. And what's beautiful about it is it's not always Christians. I have two clients right now that are not Christian. And I was explaining how I built this company to this one lady who I consult. And she said, Stephen, I want to make it abundantly clear. I don't believe in God. But she said, the way you've built this company and the way you love on people is the difference. That's why I'm here. And that's why I'm excited to build a business that looks like yours. Yeah. So you can build a business that goes out into the secular world and starts changing things in your industry just by loving God first with everything you got and then loving others as you love yourself. Yeah. And, and we never know the seeds that we sow and what God has planned for those people later on. So by yep. being that light of, of love and caring for people and showing God's light in, in the life that we have, the impact that can have, we might never see the result of that. Yeah, mm -mm. that could be a million miles away and 10 years away and we might never see it but we have to give it unconditionally anyway and i think that's great i want to go back to something you said in the first example because i think there's two really important things Stephen, that i want to just ask you to share with the listeners i think this these two things are two of the things that i've been challenged with most in in my business the first one is the the, the abraham sacrifice mm. You know, uh, and, and I have sometimes gone down thinking, OK, if this is God's will, I'm going to go with it. But I hang on to the fact that any minute now, God's going to say, no, you don't have to do that. That's OK. And and I've gone along almost self-willing it to be that artificial sacrifice because you know, this isn't really what God's going to take me to do. And then you get to the edge and you're like, oh, OK, I've got to step off now. And that is so difficult because as a business owner, many of us, the closer we get to the point of reaching that altar to make that sacrifice, the more hesitant we become, the more we start to question, is this really God saying it? Is this really the right thing for me? And business, I think business owners in particular can get very driven by the business side of it and we start to lose the, the faith side of it and what God wants us to do because we we hope that this is just a mistake. He's just testing us uh, and then we're going to get pulled back. Yeah, Is that something you've had experience of and how would you advise people who feel like that now to actually step off in that, in that faith? Because it is a huge step for some of us that might be listening to this right now. It's absolutely one of the biggest steps that you will take in your life. I'm not going to say and undermine it by saying that me giving up a million dollar business was not the most impactful thing I'd ever done. That was the thing that got me out of a corporate job that had that corporate job. I was working 14 to 16 hours. My family never saw me. The only reason my son is homeschooled is that way he could see me for an hour a day. 
I want to make it abundantly clear that when you get called out of something, which was very detrimental to you or to me at that time was corporate into something else, into your next, that next is not the end for you. And so for me, when I got called into my next, which was this e-commerce business that turned into a million, when you're sitting there and you're bringing home two to $300,000 and you're able to travel wherever you want, you're able to do whatever you want, whenever you want sure. and live wherever you want. It's that is when you get, you almost find yourself in this rhythm where, okay, I know it's coming in. I'm living the life that I've always wanted to live. I've never seen anyone else in my family live it. So this is, has, this has to be God's promise, right? Yeah. But what if he has more for you and you're holding on to it so tightly that he's trying to give you something else, but you aren't open-handed enough to move forward. And from someone who has walked through it, that is, this is when you're at that pivotal moment, the fork in the road, that's the hardest moment of your life in that moment. And uh, there's a quote that my wife loves to use. And so I'll quote her on it <laughs> is she says that when we do that, when we hold on to our lives, so, so hard, that's like trying to grip sand. But when you try to hold on to sand, it just falls through your fingers. It just falls out. But if you hold sand with an open hand, you can hold more and you can actually hold what's supposed to be there. And my perspective on that, and especially on our lives is our lives are not our own. It says that sacrifice, that obedience is greater than sacrifice. So what if your obedience encapsulates sacrifice? Yeah. And I think that that's where it's hard. And I absolutely understand for those of you listening and saying, Stephen, you don't understand my situation. My family's depending on me or I've got employees or whatever it may be. Trust me, I've been there. I mean, yeah, we lost, me we, when we, when we gave up a million dollar business, we took everything we had left and paid all of our employees because they were taking care of their families. We ended up having to move in with family. It was not as if we just, oh, we had a million in the bank account. It was fine. It was yeah. not. But the thing is, is that there is a deeper level of, of where he's taking you. There's greater glories for you down the road in your obedience now. And I don't know what that looks like for each of you listening, but I, it, the hardest decisions is where you have to lean on God because he gives you the strength that you need and not leaning on yourself. Because when you lean on yourself and you don't lean into the Holy Spirit, that's when we run into mistakes. I know I have. So that's my my two cents on all that. Yeah, and and, and, I, and I think, you know, it's going to cover the, the second thing I was going to ask and the second thing I was going to mention because, you know, we as business owners, we've, we've not got to be afraid of being specific in the help we need in our business as well. And I'll give an example of this for, for the listeners. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my wife got told she's going to lose her job and she loves her job. She loves the family. She's a nanny. She loves looking after the family and it gives her independence. It gives her a sense of, of well-being. And and my wife is, is, is not a Christian. And, you know, uh, but every morning I pray with her and she's been really struggling to get a response to job interviews and requests that she's made. And, and I sat down and I prayed for my business every morning and I prayed for her and her job uh, yesterday because she was saying I've, I've had nothing and today she's been for an interview and she's had two or three people reach out to her today and I wow. think yeah a, a clear answer to prayer and you know you do have to wonder when you talk to people who don't have a faith you know and you say you know look this is clear answer to prayer and they go no it's just a coincidence you know you prayed it yesterday today it's happened but I, you know, I know what I know, and you know, I know what God's mm -hmm. doing in my life, and I know what it's going to do in her life. But in business, what I would say to to 
add to what Stephen's mentioned, listeners, is you know, take some time and pray about it. No matter how small it is or how big it is, you know, take it to God in prayer. And there's a, an interesting new album by a, a Christian artist called Matthew West uh, called My Story. Uh, and I mm-hmm. can't think what the title of the song is, but he in this title, in this song, he talks about um, hanging on, holding on to what matters and letting the less, the rest slip through your hands like sand, which ties mm. in with your wife. Yeah, we, sometimes we hang on to way too much and we've got to let the less, the rest of it go and just hang on to what really matters. Uh, and we should care yes. about what really matters, definitely. I, I love that. And I want to just read a scripture for those of you listening. Mm. It's Luke 12, starting in verse 6 and going through verse 7, because fear is real. Fear is a real thing. We all experience it. We're humans. But Jesus himself said, don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. But here in Luke 12, starting verse 6 is, what is the price of five sparrows? Two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. And it's easy to read that and then skim over it. But sparrows at that time, that was actually the sacrifice that you could buy if you were poor. If you had no money, that's what you use for sacrifice, not a lamb. It was not the it was not a calf. You didn't have the money for that. You had money for a sparrow. So the thing is, is that sparrows were seen as lesser than. So the fact that God knows every single sparrow, he knows every single hair on your head. And for those of you who can see me, I got a lot of them and they're (laughs) long right now. He knows every single one and he cares for you. You're far more valuable to him than a whole flock of sparrows. And then if you go back into Matthew five, it talks about the lilies of the field. It talks about them being more gorgeous than Solomon and all of his beauty and how he takes care of everything that, that ravens don't store up food, but yet they have food every day. And until you're in that situation, it doesn't make sense. But for me, in this season that we've walked through, if I'm being real transparent, there's been times where we've been at the point where where different things have been getting cut off. Heat, diff- the it, not electricity, water was another one. But every single time we get to the point where it's like, I don't know how he's there's it just doesn't make sense. We don't have food, but yet then a client will come in right at the last moment. Then somebody will send us two thousand dollars. It's like. There'll be yeah. things that happen out of the ordinary. And it's not things that we're asking for going to people and saying, Hey, just give us money. The Lord will lay it on their heart and say, Hey, I don't know why, but the Lord told me to give you this. Yeah. And so if he, if you're walking through a season and you are, have fear coming up, especially if you're in the season of giving up something monumentous, like a business or a business deal or whatever it may look like, just know that provision is there for you. That's yeah. one of God's names. He is the provider. So the thing is, is just asking for more of his presence, more of him will lead you into the provision that you need. If he's calling you into that season, there's provision for you there. And I can say that because I'm walking through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and thank you for being transparent. And, and yeah, I, I remember various times in, in my life and this really embedded my faith, uh, uh, particularly in the relationship with business. And yeah, we in the same when the banking crisis came you know we had a huge mortgage on the house we still got a big mortgage on the house but we had a huge mortgage on the house and i said i don't know how i'm going to pay the mortgage at the end of the week and yeah i've had clients who very strictly only pay the last day of the month and then the payment is coming on friday at 12 noon two weeks early from a client 
that's enabled well. me to pay the mortgage payment. And usually, and the, and the thing, and the reason I know this has been so much the answer to prayer, it's been to within, I'm here in the UK, listeners, so you have to bear in mind, it's to the near, it's to within a pound of what I needed. Wow. Yeah. And you think, yeah, yeah. And those clients never pay early. Yeah, they're, they're a university. Mm-hmm. They don't have the mechanism. And I, ran, I always remember ringing somebody up and I said, yeah, look, you, you've paid me. I just, I just want to thank you because you can't believe how important that payment was at that particular time. And they said, really? You've been paid two weeks early? I don't know how that happened. Our system doesn't do that. You must have wow. been put onto somebody else's payment run. So God has influenced somebody mm. to sit there to input my invoices early. Yeah, and God does provide exactly as you say, but yeah, it, it is so hard for for all of us. And I, I want to lead that onto the next question, Stephen, if I can, because if you could give the the listeners one tip or lesson, and you know I always ask this from the other podcast. Well, if you could give them one tip or lesson that they can learn about being in business as a Christian. And you've already shared something about you know, the values and, and how to be a Christian with you know, in, a, in a different way. But what would you like to share with the listeners today? What do you feel that God wants you to share with people today? Oh, this is so good. So the, the big tip that I would give for being a business owner who is a Christian or a Christian business owner is make God your partner. And you may hear that and go, oh, that that is so cliche. You just read that off a Hallmark card. But I mean it. <laughs> if we believe that that he is our provider, that he has everything that we need, why would we not ask him, hey, hey, God, so you told me to be in business. What business do you want to be in? What does it look like? Who are we reaching? Who's our ideal client? Ask him real questions. Okay, so when we're doing a P&L, do I include tithe in that or do I not? Do I only take that on my personal income? Is there charities that I should be working with? Okay, so who is supposed to help me with my marketing? Okay, what is our marketing supposed to be? But asking, and I'm not saying sit there and just be like, okay, God, what are we doing today? Do that too. Ask him, what are, yeah, you, yeah. What are we doing today? Yeah, if you've, but if also, you've that lost, yeah, that's a good place to start. Yeah, ask him, ask him, what are you doing? But also ask for the download because everything we need is found in heaven. And our yeah. spiritual, our spiritual person, our spirit man, as we call him here, is actually seated in heaven, as Ephesians says. So if you're seated in heaven already, the thing is you're just asking for something that is already readily available in heaven. Give me the download. You've called me to business. What does the blueprint look like? Who am I helping? How am I helping them? What price point? Ask everything. The same thing you would of someone who is in the flesh that you could talk to. Ask God. Because if you can go hire a business coach, which I think are great, they have only human knowledge. But why not ask God, who has all knowledge, he was yeah. there before time, he'll be there after time. So why not ask him, especially yeah. if you feel that he's the one calling you to it, he'll give you everything you need to set up the business in a way that you'll go, I never would have thought of that because this has happened to me. Yeah. When it comes to marketing and doing different reach out methods, he's given me downloads on how to do it where I was, I never thought that that was even possible. I've never seen anyone else do that. And it works really well. That's very surprising, but that's because I asked someone mm-hmm. with a lot more knowledge than I will ever have. Even as Solomon said, the more you know, the less you really know. So why not ask someone who knows it all and yeah. they will give you what you need. Yeah. And I think, listeners, I just want to add one other thing to that, you know, that has been my experience. That has been a challenge for me because of busyness. Yeah. When I'm too busy trying to run the business, when I'm too busy trying to start a business, 
I don't, I might ask the question, but I don't give God the time to answer. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be still and take the time to actually hear what God wants us to do. Because if we ask the question and then just plow on being too busy, we're not going to hear what God is trying to say. And, yeah, I'm, I'm sure God gets very frustrated with us as business owners and people in business by saying, just, just for a moment, Simon, just slow down. Let me just hear what I'm saying. I can't imagine how many times God has said that to me and thought that because I must be one of his biggest frustrations of saying, just slow down, just listen to what I'm saying because I'm just trying to do it at my pace. So definitely take some time. Uh, and yeah, what a great partner uh, to have in business, having God right at the side of you. And I, I want to share one other final thing because this feels really important for me. But yeah, I spent many years talking about my best friend in the world. And when I lost him, uh, because of where I was, I was very lost in my faith. And I used to talk to this friend all the time. And we used to talk about business. And you know, I said, because I've never had business partners. I've, I've only have had friends that are in business. And when I lost Roland, you know, I said, I, I've got nobody I can talk to about my business. And I said that for way too many years before I started talking to and letting God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit into my business. And then I realized, mm. actually, I don't need the other friends, yes, they're great and they're useful and I do have friends in business, but actually the most important friend in business is to have Jesus in my business and to have that friend yeah. in Jesus. And you know, I love that hymn, you know, what a friend we have in Jesus, you know, all our sins and griefs to bear. If you do that in your business, not just in your life, it can make a massive, massive difference to your business. So final question then, and then we'll, we'll, we'll close with my first closing prayer. What words of encouragement, Stephen, would you offer to to any listeners on their journey, either in their faith or in their business? My encouragement would be that even if you're in a season that doesn't feel good, that he will lead you to where you're going and where you're supposed to be. We had talked about, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for your rod and staff protect me. If you read, though, that... Even you said it, talking about with the shepherd leading you through those dark valleys. That's actually what it's talking about there. If you talk, if you even go a little deeper, what I talked about earlier about going out onto the sea and being in the storm, be the person who will be written in history as at least having enough faith to try to get out of the boat. (laughs) If you look at Peter, Peter tried. He gets written in the Bible as this guy. Oh, and we think of him as well. He didn't have enough faith. That's why he started to sink. But it doesn't talk about the other 11. Peter was at least out there and he is written down as the only human that we know that has walked on the water. So for me is I, I want everyone that listens to this to step out of whatever boat that you're in, that God is calling you out of. There are certain things physically that he's calling you out of maybe a deeper level of physical stewardship. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe it is spiritual, but when he calls you out of the boat and you see that Jesus is in that storm, be okay being out in the storm and out of your boat because Peter got out in the middle of a storm with the wind and the waves breaking all around him. And he still kept his eyes on Jesus. And as long as his eyes were on Jesus, he stayed afloat. He stayed walking on the water. So my encouragement is that if you keep your eyes on the Lord, even as Simon said, taking that time intentionally each day to just sit alone with him will keep you guided to where you're going, no matter what the storm looks like. Yeah. Oh man, definitely. Um, Thank you for being a great guest. Um, 
Stephen, I knew you were going to give us some incredible words of encouragement. And I think the, the prayer that I, I've written down here, because I, you know, I, I like to write my prayers very often and then read them out. So with, with your permission, Stephen, I know I asked this at the beginning. Uh, what I'd like to do, listeners, is, is read this prayer. And I think you'll really connect with what we've talked about uh, today as well. So uh, let's, let's uh, bring this to close with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray that this podcast episode will guide someone on their journey of faith and business, drawing them closer to you. We give you all the glory and praise, giving thanks that we can serve your will. Pour your blessing and grace on us and everyone listening in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business as a Christian podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes and be sure to leave us a review. Thanks for listening.